0: But if you have told yourself ADHD or not, that you're too scattered to be successful and meet your goals in business, that you're not organized enough, that you struggle with time management, any of these things, then this is especially going to be helpful for you. Welcome to The Wealthy and Well Woman, a podcast that celebrates choosing a life of overflow. If you're looking to grow your business, live on purpose and feel your best while doing it, then you've come to the right place. I'm your host Kat Sanuski, the business coach for wellness leaders and visionary female entrepreneurs, founder of Be Well Events and international yoga teacher and trainer. My goal in this podcast is to help you curate your life by design and claim your dream business by giving you actionable tips and trainings that help you get out of your own way, step into your power and monetize your magic. I'll be bringing you a thought training or interview from experts that will help you break through your fears, take action and grow into those massive visions that you can't stop thinking about. I am so happy you're here. Now let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Wealthy and Well Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Kat Sinuski, and I'm so happy to have you here today. We're gonna be chatting about a topic that I hear actually comes up a lot for some of the women that I work with and entrepreneurs in general. I think it's actually pretty common for entrepreneurs to either have a lot of these traits or, or struggle with a lot of these things or have ADHD. I feel like a lot of people with ADHD tend to go into entrepreneurship because they're super engaged in the things that hold their interest and that they really like. So it's hard usually for people with ADHD to do really monotonous jobs or jobs where they're doing the same thing or you know they're just not engaged or interested in it. We struggle with that a little bit more. But if you have told yourself ADHD or not that you're too scattered to be successful and meet your goals in business, that you're not organized enough, that you struggle with time management, any of these things, then this is especially going to be helpful for you. And honestly, all of these things are pretty challenging as entrepreneurs in general. So even if you don't have ADHD, if you're going from the corporate world into working for yourself, like that's a major adjustment to go from being told what to do basically all day, every day, um, maybe having some autonomy over your schedule, but having pretty strict structure around your schedule to then jumping into free for all. Like I know maybe what I need to be doing, but I don't know where to focus or I'm getting overwhelmed on everything that I need to be doing. So then I do nothing or I have the tendency to procrastinate a lot. So if you've told yourself that you cannot be successful in your business because of any of these things, I want to tell you right now, like absolutely not. We're not... We're not signing up for that narrative and it does not have to define you. And it can actually be used as a superpower. If you tap into how you can work with these attributes, some ways that I did not do that were obsess over having a perfect website. In fact, I didn't invest in a website design or anything like that until after I had made over six figures in my wellness business. So it's definitely not going to be the perfect website that allows you to be successful successful. successful and hit your goals. It is not going to be to conform to the way that everybody else does things or the way that you've seen you have to do things. That's definitely not what's going to make you successful is trying to shove yourself in a box. What's not going to make you successful is using it as an excuse, right? So if you're just saying, Oh, well, I'm just not organized. I'm just not good with time management. I'm just not good at holding myself accountable. So I guess it's not for me, like letting that define you and using it as an excuse not taking self ownership and really moving forward through it is not what's going to make you successful with ADHD or with any of these quote unquote limiting characteristics. So what did allow me to find success through this was embracing my superpower. So really viewing it as a superpower, viewing it as I can actually multitask very well, like more than most people. So I don't necessarily need to sit down and focus at only one thing per day or anything like that. Like I kind of can bounce around a little bit easier. And although I'm a huge fan of time blocking, I'm a huge fan of time blocking your scheduling and your calls, like do this in a way that works for you. So it always comes back to creating a business that works for our unique makeup and structure. This is why I like to ask clients what their zodiac sign is, what their human design type is. I'm also a manifesting generator, which is kind of a lot of the same characteristics of ADHD, right? It's like we do well with being super engaged in things and following what lights us up and having an ability to get done a lot at once. So this is another common trait of ADHD is like, we can get done so much in a small amount of time. The other day I was teaching a masterclass. I had the last call of soul revival. I had some one-on-one calls. I had a very full day. I was teaching private yoga on an Island in the morning. And the amount that I got done in that day, like you may resonate with this. If you think like, the busiest days you get, you're like a superhuman. Like I notice this a lot, although I have the tendency to procrastinate when it really comes down to the wire, I am insanely productive. I can get so much done. It's kind of mind blowing. So using that as a superpower. Now, when I'm in a day that's not as busy, when it's when I'm not under pressure as much, instead of trying to get a lot done and feel really guilty and be like, Oh, I'm not getting it done. I specifically plan my schedule in a way that creates a little bit of pressure so that I still move forwards. I still get things done. And then when I'm not doing things, I just say like, today's a chill day. I'm going to purposefully relax and take a chill day because I can. And I know that I can get a lot done in a smaller amount of time. Again, this isn't going to work for everyone. This is about embracing your superpower. This works really well for me. I can get a lot done. I don't stress myself out. I don't get super overwhelmed when I do this. It works really well for me and I get a lot more done. It's a lot more effective with my time. The way that I do this is in ways like I will sell programs, I will take action, I will set a date. This is really helpful if you're launching something or if you want to get something done really bad, but you keep pushing it off. I set a date and I do something that commits me to showing up for that date, so I don't have an option. I have to get it done by that time. For example, I will sell spots to a program before I finish the outline. Like I said, all of my programs, like my last program Soul Revival, I just mentioned this. I had the outline. I had some topics that I wanted to talk about in each phase of this, and I. I, this all kind of came to me in one download. I literally wrote everything out in like a half an hour. And this is usually how I structure programs. And this is like a look in, inside my brain on how these things work with me. I channel an out offer. It feels really strong. I actually pretty much outlined the bulk of Soul Revival over a year and a half ago, but I still had things to go through and lessons to learn before I was fully ready to develop this. I had to integrate it more into my life and it came to life at the perfect time when I had this experience, when I had really worked through a lot of these lessons. I was able to deliver this, but I didn't sit down, make slideshows, prepare all the modules and workbooks, prepare everything that I was going to say, you know, before I even sold the spots. What I instead did is I did the outline. I had the core purpose of the program and what people could expect and what the transformation was and what the overall inclusions were as far as how many calls I was going to have. I was including yoga workshops. I kind of mapped out what chakra center correlated to each topic that I was teaching. So I did make a lot Lot of the outline and framework, and the date for that was me launching it and announcing it and needing to be able to talk to people about it. Right, so I had some of this ready, but then I planned the actual modules and made the presentations. I did use slides. I don't always for my programs, but I did for this program, and I did make slides usually the day of myself leading the master class, leading the chat, the module in the program. So that works really well for me when I like need to have it done when I have people waiting on it and it's coming. I'm able to sit down put. A lot of thought and intention and be super productive into getting it out there under a little bit of that pressure. If I tried to do it weeks in advance, it would take me so much longer. I would be more stressed, feel more overwhelmed of, Oh, I have to do this. So I embrace my way of doing things. I embrace my superpower. And that doesn't mean you can't learn new ways to do things and new systems to help you, but it comes back to releasing what doesn't work for you and really embracing the way that you function and what does Work for you, so stop trying to conform to the way you need to do things. I know some other business coaches who are super good with using ClickUp and having everything planned out months in advance and having their whole year planned out and doing all of this. Like, yeah, I still do quarterly planning, yearly planning, but I know that these are very open for adjustments. Like, I know that things can change and flow, and the way that different people do things are going to be different. The ways that our brains work are different, so I always sell programs before I have them all fully planned and mapped out. Number two, I didn't let it define me or use it as an excuse. So I don't say, well, I'm just bad at that. So I'm not going to do it. I find ways that work for me. I find ways to embrace the superpower, to embrace it as a superpower. I don't just write it off as an excuse and say, oh, well, I have ADHD, so I can't do that. Oh, well, I have ADHD, so I can't time block. Oh, well, I have ADHD, so I can't do this or that or whatever. Actually, time blocking helps a lot for ADHD. And something that I do for that is I set a 20 minute timer. I have Alexa do it. And I just say, you know, set a 20 minute timer and then I'll focus on one thing at a time. So that does help in some of those times where I don't have more pressure, but I really want to focus and get something done that isn't as time sensitive and that we still need to do. Right. So we can't just say, Oh, well, if I'm not in the mood, I'll never do it. But it's also not using that as an excuse, not letting it define you, but finding small steps daily. And this is what helps a lot for this is saying, you know, I can do a small step daily on this and prioritizing tasks works really well for this, finding a prioritizing system that works for you. I asked myself weekly, I learned this a while back of what is your highest priority goal this week. And I still ask clients on every call. Actually, it's on the questionnaire when they book the calls, what is your highest priority goal for this call? Because you can get caught up in talking about a thousand different things, thinking about a thousand different things, allowing yourself to get overwhelmed, then using it as an excuse that you're, just procrastinating, you're not good at that. And then maybe it's not for me. And that's really not true. It's just how can you prioritize the tasks that actually matter that are going to move the needle forward? Sometimes it takes the help of a coach or an accountability partner or something like that to help. Another thing that I've done is to not use this as an excuse and not let it define me, is hire a coach. I've had coaches for two and a half years because the accountability is a big piece for me. It is very helpful to have almost, you know, someone holding me accountable, some someone saying like this is what we talked about. Have you done it yet? It puts that little layer of pressure that I need to be able to get things done quicker and to be able to find success faster. This also helps with the small daily step. So find the support that you need. You don't have to do everything alone. This is why coaching is super impactful for everyone. And especially I think for people with ADHD is because it helps that it also helps support. It helps give that balance. It helps you make decisions faster, helps so many aspects. Of course, another thing is movement. Do not underestimate the power of movement. Manifesting generator, ADHD, humans in general, everyone can benefit from this. Getting out that energy is so important, especially if you're a manifesting generator or you have ADHD. If you reach the end of your day and you haven't exerted that energy in a fulfilling way, whether that's through work, working on something that really excites you, or movement. Movement helps this so freaking much. It helps us get out of our heads. It helps us work through things and it helps us come back to our tasks and be able to move through them. So whatever movement for me, boot camps have been a game changer. Of course, my yoga practice changed my whole life. Meditation, all of those things are like the foundational pieces that I always say like start with this because it really leads into every other aspect. Meditation, strength training, yoga, can't go without it. I'm not a huge cardio person, but if that's your thing and it works for you, find what works for you like everything else. Embrace what works for you. Leave what doesn't work work for you. And the last thing that I want to share that helped me reach my goals and has have continually helped push me beyond that has to do with task management. And this is kind of a two-parter. So delegating has been huge. Knowing which tasks are not my zone of genius and being able to delegate them, whether that's to a VA, whatever that is, social media manager, podcast manager, anything like that. For example, my VA, ja- Jill of all trades, Kia is absolutely amazing. She edits a podcast for me. She schedules it. She creates a newsletter blast for it. So a lot of these things that I know I could get wrapped up in and take a lot of time on and take me out of my zone of genius and maybe procrastinate, maybe put off, maybe do these things and not be able to get really far ahead. She's able to get those things done for me. So being able to delegate, just like having a coach, having accountability, having someone to delegate to is going to help this immensely. And the other part of that with task management comes into breaking off your goals into small steps and tackling one small step at a time. So I talk about this as well, even in like Instabits Growth Accelerator in the productivity section about understanding the difference between a project and a task. So we think of a task sometimes as like, oh, build a website. That is a monumental project. <laughs> as someone that it has invested in a website build out over the last six months and even having someone build the website, still doing all the copy, choosing options options giving feedback all of these things oh my god it takes up so much time this was like a, a massive project for me it was not a single task so if you think of projects in terms of the overall goal of something that you want to achieve you need to break that into subtasks smaller tasks chunk it down as much as possible so that you can check off these smaller steps and be able to get closer to the end goal it's just like the quote that is how does it go how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time. So you need to chunk it down into one bite at a time instead of trying to eat the elephant as a whole, right? So super important. We've already touched on some of these key factors, but just to go back into what we've gone over already is really embrace your superpower. Don't try to conform to the way that you think you need to do things. You might sell programs before you launch them, create deadlines. This really comes back into deadlines, create hard deadlines for yourself in any way that you can in your business business, don't let it define you or use it as an excuse. Find these small habits that can play into you being more successful with some of these characteristics, taking small steps daily, prioritizing tasks, getting in your movement, getting that dopamine and serotonin hit, which allows you to focus is huge for people with ADHD and really everyone like these tips really apply to everyone, but they are especially helpful for those of us that have ADHD. And then lastly, delegate where you can and also chunk your tasks off into or chunk your project, bigger project goals into small tasks and focus on one small step at a time. One last bonus tip that I actually want to throw in that I just thought of is reduce Clutter. I know for me this is huge. I cannot have clutter around. I actually and, and some people with ADHD have a tendency to have more clutter, but for me, I clear everything. I don't have a lot of clutter on my desk. I live very minimalist. I have not a lot of things around because I notice that I get distracted when I see things. Every morning, it's actually like part of a ritual that I've created, not on purpose, but every morning as an entrepreneur, I actually spend the first half hour to hour sometimes in the morning just just cleaning any like decluttering, putting things away, maybe doing some laundry, of course, making the bed, just doing little things to have the house pulled together so that I'm not getting distracted by clutter. Of course, I don't have kids. (laughs) It's a lot easier um, for those of you that are moms and you're dealing with more clutter and more struggle with this. I know that it's easier for me, but at least keep your work, like declutter your work area before starting a task or before getting to your work. Even if that's just clearing off your desk, this doesn't have to be the whole house, like what I am in the habit of doing now. This can just be your work area. Try to declutter. When you declutter your space, it also declutters your mind and allows you to focus better. So I hope these tips have helped you if you have ADHD, or if you're just an entrepreneur that sometimes struggles with procrastination or time management or focusing and productivity. These are some tips that have really helped me and I hope they help you as well. If you have found this helpful, definitely let me know. You can share screenshot on social media and tag me with your takeaway. You can send me a DM. And I'd love to hear if you are also an entrepreneur that has ADHD, or maybe you think you're you're self-diagnosed ADHD because it is very common for entrepreneurs and it really is a superpower. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on today's episode of the Wealthy and Well Woman podcast. I am so grateful that you listened in. If you loved what you heard and you feel called to share, please go leave me a review on iTunes so I can make sure to keep all this good stuff coming your way. Also share this episode with someone you think would absolutely love it. And I will be so grateful. That's how we spread the wealthy and well woman mission together. If you aren't already following me on social media, come and join me by following at Kat Sanuski. I would love to connect with you there. And I cannot wait to connect with you back here in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and shine as the wealthy and well woman you are.